0: You are listening to Moments of Clarity, Journeys with EQ by 6 Seconds Europe. Hello, my name is Fergal O'Keefe and you're very welcome to the podcast. I'll have more information about the company 6 Seconds and Emotional Intelligence at the end of this podcast. This week I have a very special guest, Maria Olsen, who works for 6 Seconds Europe and is based in Austria. And I really enjoyed recording this episode because Maria wasn't 100% sure what I was going to be asking her. So her questions and her answers were completely spontaneous. And it was so enjoyable doing it. And I hope you enjoy this interview right now.
1: I haven't paired anything, so I'm just here in the moment with you.
0: So what people talk about is, is just moments in their life where... They made a change and it could be literally anything. It could be like a new job or it could be a moving house or it could be going on a holiday. It can be small things or big things. It doesn't have to be. It can be anything.
1: One comes to my mind spontaneously. One is when my f- my first child was born. Yeah, a wonderful. That was just a wonderful moment that really made it's a huge change in life, a huge wonderful change in life, and what I think is so amazing about it as wonderful changes are every change brings their their beauty and also their real life scenarios with which is which is which is um I say the richness of the diverse emotions are all part of it because as as happy. I am as a mother, and as as fulfilling it is for me, still that amazing moment in life brought a lot of uh, also kind of uh, worry, anger, challenges, also with. So, but I never forget that moment when my first, I mean, when both my boys were born. I remember both moments very well. It's this um, moment when I just felt so complete in that moment and and grateful grateful and happy and um overwhelmed as well
0: yeah like it's a real i i know that feeling and you kind of you don't know either how much it's going to change your life i'd say no parents you don't know
1: (laughs) no exactly there it doesn't come with an instruction booklet right
0: exactly (laughs) I'm I'm going and I'm going through that again this week. We got a new puppy, and it feels a little bit like ah. that, you know. It's like um, all of a sudden you're, you know, someone has to be around the house or to look after them. But um, yeah, it is oh, magical. Nice. Just before we go into a second, so where where you're based, and also mm-hmm. what you do with six seconds.
1: I'm based in Austria, in um, the town of Innsbruck. It's also the country where I was born and where I'm from. In the meantime, I've been living in different parts of the world, exploring the world and hope we'll see more of the world again when everything is a bit back to normal. But I'm surrounded by nature, by by mountains, uh, in winter skiing, and um, it's a lovely place, a lovely place we're living. And my role at Six Seconds, my current role at Six Seconds is... The title is, I don't give much about the title, but the title is uh, Senior Consultant for Six Seconds Europe. But how do I contribute to that? This is more important. I think it's uh, my passion is in coaching, in emotional intelligence coaching, which I think is a difference from coaching. So I coach people uh, and my focus is often in corporate organizations And I also consult organizations how to be a a learning partner and how six seconds can support them in integrating more emotional intelligence uh, for leaders, for their teams. And I also facilitate certification courses like the EQ assessor certification, which is the measurability of emotional intelligence assessment, the say assessment and um, and lots of bits and bobs, uh, other activities that's that's going on. As it's never boring in our team.
0: And w- was there skiing this year in um, Innsbruck? Actually, did that oh, happen? Oh,
1: it was the, the, it was the season, the season of a lifetime. <laughs> we we were allowed to ski. We had to have um, negative COVID tests before we went on slopes, but it was an amazing uh, season with lots of. Amazing powder snow, wow. empty peasts, empty peasts and uh, lots of sunny, sunny days. So it was, uh, I always said that's kept my and my family's resilience through the COVID period definitely going. Uh, and we tried to balance it with everything else what was going on.
0: It's funny you say that because I, I um, see people in Abita are in the Balearic Islands talking about, you know, they want the islands to open, but they also had... An amazing summer where the beaches were empty and last summer, you know, so I think people can appreciate their own local areas now, don't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We really uh, very much because it took me quite a quite a while to feel home in Innsbruck. It was a huge shift because we lived in Dubai for many years before and that was also the place where our children were born. Uh, but through this season, I appreciate... And I'm so much more grateful than I was before for where we were living, and uh, and uh, and also, I mean, the emptiness was beautiful. But at the same time, we also had moments when we realized how beautiful it is to have also in a ski slope uh, friends, uh, friends, and other people around you that you can share it with. I mean, I never. Luckily, we have family and friends we went skiing with. But sometimes the silence was almost weird that we said, oh, it is something missing.
0: You know, you actually reminded me that um, I learned to ski in Innsbruck when I was in college and uh, I didn't get any lessons. So I literally just the way I learned was with a friend who was on Erasmus in Innsbruck. uh, And and, um, we used to just ski down the mountain and just keep getting faster and faster till we'd fall and then go again. It was, oh, uh,
1: that's amazing. I didn't know, Fergal. And you know yeah. what's the funny thing? My husband is from Sweden, and he was on an Erasmus programme studying in Austria, and that's where we met. That's
0: amazing. I remember talking to you in March last year. I don't know if you remember this, but um, you, you also reminded me we were on a Zoom call, and I said to you, oh, I read in the paper about a case in Italy, and you said, yeah, I, I think... Um, there was one case in our town that, in a hotel. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah, seems. yes. It was the it was the first case we had in our town, and it was a lady from Italy who stayed in the hotel. It was it's like you know, five hundred meters distance from where we're living. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a it's a small world at the same time.
0: Yeah, but it also seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, that seems a lifetime ago. Absolutely. How much changed since then? Yeah, it it feels a lifetime ago. Because my son actually was last year, just before the lockdown, they went for two weeks with school to the UK for a school trip. And they just managed to get back before everything closed. And actually, it was that time when this one case in Innsbruck Hotel, this Italian lady, was in that hotel in Innsbruck, because that's why my son couldn't visit the school in UK for a couple of days, because he comes from Innsbruck and the school comes from Innsbruck. So they immediately made a connection uh, that, yeah, but it turned out and that was not an issue. Yeah.
0: I, I always kind of felt sorry for all those people that were the first because the whole focus was on them. Yeah.
1: Yes, poor lady. It was a couple. She was just visiting her boyfriend who was working here or something something like that. Poor them, yeah. But I'm sure she was not the first. She probably was the first that was official.
0: True, true. <laughs> now, Maria, what is your second moment of clarity?
1: Thank you for that question, Fergal, mm-hmm. by the way, because I, always, I love to reflect and I, I, I always realise that there's so much more clarity that I experienced already, that I'm sometimes aware of. But um, as we're here at Moment of Clarity with Emotional Intelligence as well, a true moment of clarity for me was when I first attended the... It was actually the first Emotional Intelligence practitioner course in the Middle East offered ever. Uh, It was in year, let me think, 2008, it was. I remember very well because my son was just ten months old, and I decided I'm going to move on <laughs> and enrich myself during that time, and um, and I attended. It was through a friend. It was through a friend, a lovely Swedish friend. Uh, asked me if I want to join this emotional intelligence course. And I, I read about emotional intelligence, like, I mean, like lots of uh, us in the community, Fergal, right? This Daniel Goldman book, uh, uh, even I've, I remember I found it quite hard to read, but I love the topic. Uh, I went into coaching, but then I attended this emotional intelligence course, the EQ practitioner in Dubai, where I lived at that time. And it gave me so much insight to my coaching business because I, I did, um, originally I come from the corporate field uh, in you know product management, marketing, but then I moved into coaching because I realized this is really what I love to do. And I, I did my coaching degrees in, in Europe, but I always felt there is still a piece missing when I coached clients, because my original coaching school taught me we only te- uh, only discuss topics above the, the, the um, above the level of a working desk. So we don't go deeper. Even the heart might be above the, the desk level. But still, I, I always sense there is a piece missing. And to be honest, with this EQ practitioner course where I really could – dive into emotional intelligence experience these it was a five-day course at that time uh, in a very nice hotel in dubai which um, yeah and, and with a with a group of of diversity i don't know we probably were 10 different nationality nationalities in that practitioner course um and the facilitator was josh himself um, I think it was Josh or Marilyn, doesn't matter. And, and the clarity for me was, wow, I found finally found this missing link that makes coaching for me as a coach valuable. I've, I realized now I can offer not just supporting change, but to support sustainable, purposeful change for my clients.
0: When then you started to apply that, did you notice this immediately, the difference w- w- with your clients?
1: Yes, yes, I actually I did. And I remember I was um, I was very privileged and still grateful for that, because after I attended the course, um, Jane Morrison, who is the director, regional network director for the Middle East and South Af- and Africa, she immediately asked me if I want to become part of the of the team. In, in the Middle East, the six seconds team. And I had also the opportunity to really coach and debrief a lot of people with the six seconds um, assessment tools. And I, I noticed the difference. And, and what, uh, one of the main difference as well for me was uh, applying also the emotional intelligence assessment tools. I realized how faster the process was that clients um, on the one hand opened up, but of course, it's it's a matter of trust establishment that they felt comfortable in a session. They were very transparent and very often clients needed less sessions to really understand what they truly want to work on. And what was it that really is an area that will um, make them more if it's effective or have better relationships or have a better well-being um, or You know, it's through this process, they came faster to the point that really was a a pain point, or if we call it in a a positive way, that was really the opportunity for them to work on. Instead of having three sessions, often after one session, that was already clear. So we much faster could move into the the how-to process.
0: And have you noticed, I've noticed, like, say, particularly in the last year, that people are much more open now, I think, to that, you know, because of the pandemic. And I think people understand um, a little bit better, don't they?
1: Absolutely. But Fergal, that's such a good point to bring that up here. Um, I definitely noticed that over the last year with the pandemic that people... Um, who might have been a bit more resistance towards that in the past, or maybe not even resistance, maybe not not having the the need for that because it worked very well without it. And also looking at, at the corporate world, um, we all have our patterns, we all have our way style of leadership style that's been working that's made us successful. But with a pandemic, people were also challenged on their emotional level. And very often that hasn't been noticed before or it just was not strong enough. So it was easy to put the lid on it. Let's put it like this. But through the pandemic, that lid came off. And uh, and so on the one hand, I think the lid came off for leaders to realize, oh, how do I manage that also on an emotional, not just on a rational side, and they realized that their teams, their employees also are challenged on that. And how do I, as a leader, approach that? And and there were different needs. The, as we know, to, for people to be really engaged in an organization, that need of belonging is a very crucial part to have that that energy that engages people. And with the whole virtual setup, that made it, often very challenging for somebody being an introvert. Maybe that was easier as we often realized, but somebody being an extrovert who needs who needs the, the human connection to, to really get also engage themselves and get this, yeah. this energy from people, that was, that was much harder. And to really find there a new way how to combine the rational and the emotional in data. As we say, emotional intelligence about being smarter with feelings. It's not either or, it is end. So having the data from the, the, the cognitive and having the data from the emotional side, adding them together, it's what also helps us to, to engage ourselves, engage others and get these important messages in between the lines often.
0: Exactly. Like when, you know, I can see that with companies now and people being at home that um, particularly for leaders, you know, when you were in the office, you could see the person and see, you know, physically feel uh, how they're doing. And But now that they're separated, I think it's more important to be more tuned in with their um emotions and how yeah. they're going and being able to understand that, I think.
1: Yes, and also understanding the diversity in this in this pandemic. Yeah. As I said, for for an introvert, I mean, I don't like to label people, but for for in general, for some people, it wasn't such a big shift. They might have been even felt a bit comfortable and less stressed. But as a leader, to also have this sensitivity and this listening on a different level, what people need in order to. To, to stay engaged, to go through this on a, on, a, on a positive note and still be effective.
0: My last question that I always ask people, and it'll be interesting to see what comes up from the top of your head, is that if you take four deep breaths and close your eyes and think of your happy place, where would that be and why?
1: Am I only allowed to share one? <laughs>
0: No, no, You can can, give me no problem. If you've got two, go for
1: it. I do have two. I do have two. I mean, one is that probably shows my, uh, that shows my, I don't know, that it shows maybe that the world is my home, if I may put it like this. One is really when I'm standing here in my region um, on a top of a mountain with or without skis where watching over, you know, seeing really far, across all the other mountain peaks, um, surrounded by my family actually. And the other, the true happy place in my heart is the beach in Dubai. Next to the water I have, I see myself with my feet in the water, walking along the beach, um, because it is the place where I said uh, my my children were born. We lived there for eight years. Uh, I see the diversity around me with all these different nationalities, cultures, sitting next to each other, playing with each other, talking to each other. Uh, being open-minded, uh, the brightness of the sun and where I also came across six seconds and learned and enri- enriched my life with emotional intelligence. And, and, and I think it a, was a place with also having come across emotional intelligence, um, having experienced all that I just said, a place where I found a lot of um, authenticity for myself.
0: I hope you enjoyed our guests this week. I would ask that you please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that a new episode will appear in your library every week. I would also really appreciate if you could leave a rating and review so that others discover this podcast. We will be releasing a brand new podcast every Wednesday with guests from Six Seconds, our partners, and interesting people who live their life using EQ. Six Seconds is a global nonprofit dedicated to growing emotional intelligence worldwide. Our work involves supporting individuals, teams, and organizations to develop and practice emotional intelligence to help increase personal and organizational effectiveness. For more information on emotional intelligence and how 6seconds Europe can help you, please go to 6 eu Take care and see you next week. You are listening to Moments of Clarity, Journeys with EQ by 6 Seconds Europe.